Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 12.50 a.m. The Fan. It is the Fan Afternoon Show. I'm Toby Altizer, and that is Sam Schmitz. I'm going to tell you about a podcast that you need to check out on Odyssey. Kenny Mayne has joined the Odyssey family with his new podcast, Hey Mayne. Each week, Kenny will talk to someone he knows a little and is fascinated by a lot. Athletes, musicians, celebrities, and just about anyone else. So make sure to download Hey Mayne on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We're asking you, is Craig Council getting too much blame for David Stearns and Mark Adonacio's failures? 414-799-1250. Or you can tweet us at 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Sam, you touched on this a little bit yesterday and kind of pitched this idea. What are your thoughts on this? And why do you think that some people are putting things on Craig Council that maybe aren't really his decisions, his responsibilities, and he's getting blamed for it? Before I dive into this, let me clarify what we mean by failures. Because I see a lot of people commenting on Facebook talking about, yeah, the Brewers are three games ahead in first place right now. And Despite how bad they've been playing on offense, like things are, you know, Brewers are in a good a good position, all things considered. Yeah, yeah. What we mean by failures is, once again, the question is, it, it isn't, are the Brewers good? We know they're good. They're probably going to make the playoffs. They're going to either win the division or probably get a wild card spot. It's just, are they good enough come playoff time against some of these better teams? And I don't know if you can really say, looking at this offense from the, you know, what we know in the first half and then especially in last night, despite ending up winning the game like I'm sorry but if you face another playoff team like chances are that's probably not gonna be good enough on offense Mm -hmm. so that's what we mean by the failures it's just this offense clearly I don't know if it's really gonna be able to win you a series in the playoffs that's what we're talking about so when it comes to that I think um I'm gonna probably echo a lot of what you've been saying but I, I just think it's true it's like uh Craig Council there there is some blame to go around for Craig Council because sure, the, blame the, on everyone. Yeah, right. Some of the lineup decisions. I'm sorry, but like I, I can't justify batting Mike Brasso third ever. Um, but then on top of that, some of the Come organizational on, they won last moves. Night. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I told Tim last night working the post game show. Even if uh, you know they ended up winning, there's just no way you can justify taking. Yeah, well, what was know, putting uh, Mike Brasso in the third spot? Just like for the Giants. I'm sorry, there's no way you can justify taking out Jack Peterson and Brandon Belt. When a lefty comes in, yep. what uh, what was Tim's reaction to that lineup? I didn't get to listen last night. I think he was just more puzzled than like, or not puzzled, but more frustrated on uh, Rowdy Tellez batting seventh because we all know a couple games ago they did bat Brasso in the third spot, so that's not too surprising. It's more so just frustrating, but sure. you know, Rowdy Tellez, and we know he's slumping, but come on, don't put him in the seventh spot. 
So that was not really uh, too much to talk about after a win about the lineup. But when it comes to this question, I think it is more so on David Stearns and Mark Ananasio because I think it's obviously this when, the, when we talk about the blame of the performance of the offense, clearly it's it's just the players aren't performing up to par. And that's because of roster construction, and it's because of you know what David Stearns is given. I don't expect David Stearns to you know ask Mark to spend a whole lot of money. That's not sure. the thing. It's clearly just the players that they bring in. Unfortunately, well, they're not performing, and it's because of the way this this organization values hitting. It's clearly the home run or nothing. They don't they don't value yeah. average on base percentage and stuff like that. Despite getting you know what thirteen hits last night, clearly the the hitting with runners in scoring position just shows what this team is and how they perform. So that that's basically what I'm saying is, you know, council. Yeah. There are some uh, things that you can point to him with, with lineup construction and stuff like that. And, you know, taking pictures out and, you know, at certain spots, but at the end of the day, like it's, it's, it's on the players. And that's because of what David Stern's values and who he brings in. Well, and then to go off of that, you know, we didn't necessarily add it in the question, but, are we blaming these guys maybe for failures that are ultimately on the players on the field? Oh, 100%. I mean, this question really, it just boils down to the players aren't performing what should be expected of them. But at the end of the day, like, this is kind of what Mark Ananasio and David Stearns do. They just, you know, kind of swing on a lot of guys that really shouldn't be performing the way they are in baseball over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at a lot of the guys that turn into all-stars for the Brewers, Jesus Aguilar, guys like that. But unfortunately, at the end of the day, like you can't keep hitting home runs with these guys. Like eventually, you're gonna swing and miss. And unfortunately, this year, just it's like they've they've missed on a lot more guys than they probably would have liked to. And you can see it in the batting averages. Yeah, and that's what's frustrating for me when you look at this team is the lack of care for situational hitting. I think someone brought that up earlier as how awful they are at situational hitting. Last night, you get bases loaded, no one out. Bases loaded, no one out. You got to at least score one, at least one. Hit into a double play up the middle that turns two, but you score a run. Put one into the outfield that is deep enough to score the run at third. And I'm not blaming the third base coach for holding Arias there at third base. You should be able to bring someone home when you have the bases loaded and no one out. And what happens? Nobody puts the ball in play. The next three don't even put the ball in play. I like watching baseball from teams that value the idea of let's put the ball in play and stop striking out because you know what happens? Someone gets a little nervous in a play and they throw it away. Sure, 90, 95% of the time when you put the ball in play straight at the shortstop, that play gets made. I mean, look at the Giants. I know they lost last night, but you look at Brandon Belt, their cleanup hitter, who we all know is a brewer killer. The dude dropped a bunt down. With yeah, two strikes. Get the ball in play. Oh, man, that was a thing of beauty. Like, you saw it earlier this year, and it's happened multiple times when the Nationals played the Brewers, and the Nationals just kept putting the ball in play, put the ball in play, put the ball in play. And the Brewers were putting the ball in play yesterday, too, when it wasn't in a scoring situation. Lots of hits. What you say, they had 11 hits last night? I believe it was 13. Or 13 hits last night? They had a lot of hits. They were putting the ball in play. But not when it mattered the most. When you need to lock in and say whether it's you know choking up with two strikes, God forbid I bring up that because you know what that could do? That could lower your chances of hitting a home run, Sam. That could make it so you can't hit it out of the ballpark. Why would you even swing? They left uh, fourteen on base last night, and they were you three for fifteen. Do that. Runners in scoring position. They had yeah thirteen hits. 
You cannot the do had that. Four. You're you're lucky. You're so lucky that you have the pitchers that you do. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why we're talking about you know. That's why we, you won last night. When we say failures, it's really just how good c- can this offense be? And it's clearly not. It's not terrible, but it's not going to probably win you a bunch of series. And I don't think it's certainly going to th- beat the Dodgers at the end of the day. But mm-hmm. once again, to your point, like this this Brewers pitching staff, they're going to have to just keep you know holding teams to two or three runs because that's clearly you know what this offense is capable of doing. And this is what's frustrating because I think in general you're probably closer to more the middle, but you've been pretty positive, Sam. I think Tim Allen and I have probably fallen more so on the most positive. There's obviously people that are negative on the Brewers. And in general, the people that are negative on the Brewers get proved right night in and night out because of those sort of situations. I want to believe in this Brewers team. I really do. I want to believe in the hitters, that they have the guys that if they can get going at the right time, they can they can win this thing. So I keep, want to keep believing that, but it's situations like last night where you have bases loaded, no one out, and you don't even score a run. It's situations like we've seen multiple times over the last month, a guy on third with no one out or with one out. Easy scoring situations where you just have to either put the ball in play, you have to hit a sack fly, whatever it needs to be to get that run across, the Brewers cannot do it. You know, it's different if they can't get anyone on base. Yes, that's frustrating. And that's just going to be the case for a majority of Brewers games at some points. Like, you're just not going to get the guys on base that you want. But it's the situations where they have the guys on base, they have the situation to score runs, and they can't even get one, they can't get two. Those are the situations that make me think, you know what? This positivity that I have for the Brewers is blind because when you face the New York Mets, when you face even the Atlanta Braves, when you face the Dodgers, you're not going to be able to get away with a bases loaded, no one out situation, and you do not score, or you only score even just one run, you're not going to be able to get away in that game and win. Because guess what? As good as the Brewers pitching is, those teams have good pitchers too, so they can keep deploying good starters, good relievers, and guess what? If you put them in a bases loaded, no one out situation, I don't care if it's against Josh Hader, Corbin Burns, Devin Williams, chances are they're putting up at least one or two as well. I just boil it back down to the same thing that we and Tim Allen have been preaching for the past couple of months is that it's okay to celebrate. Once again, the Brewers are in a good spot, all things considered. I try to toe the line because on one hand, I'm just like Tim and you were – I'm a fan of this team at the end of the day, and I want to see them succeed, and I want to have fun during the season. But at the end of the day, like Tim has been saying, and like I've been preaching all season long, like it's okay to celebrate, but it's okay to be harsh on this oh, team yeah. because getting to the playoffs now, it's it's not good enough. Like that's why we're so harsh on this team right now. Is that it's it's time to win a World Series, and this it's offense, transitioned this season. I think this offense has to be a World Series mm-hmm. caliber winning offense, and right now. It's, it's looking like just the same old stuff that's going to come back to bite you that did last year in the playoffs, where this offense can't score you know more than one run. So that's, that's why we're so critical on it. And, you know, I just, I just want to see this offense, you know, I want to have confidence and say, like, yeah, this team, I know they're only eight games back of the Dodgers, but it just doesn't feel like it, you know. I want to see this team actually, when it comes down to bases loaded, you know, no outs, just occasionally, you know, be able to bring in two, three runs. That's all I'm asking for.
Yeah, I mean, I want to see a batting average over 260. Is that too much to ask for <laughs> among qualified hitters? Is that too much? I want to have fun for? again. Yeah. Well, I'm okay. I, I am having fun <laughs> because last night's game was fun at yeah. the end of the day. But I want to have fun in the playoffs. It's and fun I wanna, because you won the game. I want to. I want to be celebrating with a parade at the end of the year. That's all I'm asking for. And and the reason I want I'm I'm talking about World Series right now is because once again it boils down to you only have Hater for mm-hmm. at least now until after next year. You only have Corbin Burns for you know. Um, Two more arbitration, seasons, yeah. right? You only have arbitration on Burns and Woodruff for only a couple more years. After that, nothing's guaranteed. So I want to win a World Series while these guys are on the Brewers. And doesn't it feel like that switch flipped for this season? And I kind of thought that felt like that way going into this season. But before it was, it's a nice story. Let's win the Central. Uh, let's get into the playoffs. Right. If we can I, win a series, it's nice. And I felt like going into this season, the expectations were, I don't think you can call it World Series or bust because I think that's a little too harsh, but Brewers fans are getting sick of, let's just get it to the playoffs. Let's do something now. Let's make some noise. Yeah, let's be a threat. Let's be a team that people actually fear as opposed to just being the cute storyline of the Milwaukee Brewers getting into the playoffs because Wisconsinites, at the end of the day, they had the Packers to always lean on for a legit championship threat. And now the now that the Bucks have kind of you know put Wisconsin back in the map as far as championships. Like I think people realize like, okay, now it's the Brewers' time to do it. Now it's time for the team that hasn't won a World Series at all in Milwaukee to finally do it. And they have they have the players. That's the frustrating thing. Like they they, do. they have the players to do it, but unfortunately, guys like Christian Yelich and this offense, they just at the end of the day when the moment when the when the spotlight gets the brightest in the playoffs, this team. The last couple of years has just unfortunately crumbled. Do you think since the Bucks won the NBA Finals, it added more pressure onto the Brewers to try and get a World Series? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like I'm sure Wisconsinites were just happy to be to be able to be knocking on the door with all three of their professional teams. You mm-hmm. know, does that make sense? Like the Packers, they're always going to be there. Yeah, you're all in threat. a window right now. The Bucks, you know, it's it. Oh my God, the Bucks. You know, we finally have Giannis, and you know, we finally have championship pedigree team in the NBA. And the Brewers, the past couple of years, like, oh, okay, yeah, we're finally getting in the playoffs. Wow, we're getting in the playoffs consecutive years. But now, I mean, we have a Cy Young winner. We have two relievers of the years in our bullpen. We have a former MVP. We have all these guys. It's like we have a guy who should be a manager of the year. We have one of the best executives in all of baseball. So now it's like, okay, it's good to have that stuff. It's cool to be back in the map. It's cool to be in the playoffs. But now – really need to cash in before some of these guys might not be on the Brewers. Yeah, I think you're just kind of going what the Bucks went through three and four years ago, where they finally got to the point where it was no longer, this is awesome, we're in, guys, this is great, we made it. It's, okay, let's let's get over the hump now, let's raise that piece of metal, let's try and win yeah. this thing. Yeah, raise the, raise the piece of metal. Rob Manfred Manfred knows exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Gotta love it. Gotta love it. We'll keep talking about this to wrap up the hour. Dominic Catronio comes up in about 12 minutes or so. Until then, we'll talk with you. 414-799-1250. Or you can tweet us at 1250am. The fan again is Craig Council getting too much blame for David Stearns and Mark Adonazio's failures. Again, 414-799-1250. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Sam Schmitz. It is the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250am. The fan. 1250am. The fan. It is the Fan Afternoon Show. I'm Toby Altizer, and that is Sam Schmitz. Talking about the Milwaukee Brewers is... Craig Council getting too much of the blame for David Stearns and Mark Adonacio's failures. 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us 
at 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Real quick, before we get to John and Tosa, I do want to read some of your replies to our tweet on 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Nick says, no or yes, no major improvements after the 18th season, and Craig can deal only with what he's been given. Uh, ben says, absolutely. In some ways, I'd argue a lot of Craig Council's questionable decisions are a result of trying to be creative with what he's been given in terms of personnel. If Council ever is fired as the scapegoat years from now for an underachieving Brewers team, he will win a World Series in his next stop. SMK says yes, but at the end of the day, the ridiculous analytics get in the way of just playing baseball. It's a field, not just predictive computations. And one other person, Frank, says, whoever thought taking away the barrel, yeah, old that's Bernie, the problem. Bernie's old chalet from County Stadium. I I fully agree with Frank. Yeah, I'm that, wearing a shirt that has that on it. That thing was a thing of beauty. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. John is in Tosa. John, what's going on? Good afternoon, guys. How are you? Good. How are you doing, John? All right, good. So here's what I'm going to go with, and some of your listeners might be not old enough. Some of them are going to be right in the wheelhouse, but Council's working. Okay, so when the Brewers began the re- revitalization of their their franchise, we'll just call it 05, when they got Carlos Lee, and they started getting 500, and they started seeing the progression of Prince, Ricky, uh, Hart, and Hardy. They knew what they had from an offensive standpoint, and the shortcomings were always a pitching. Oh, you go and get CC and you throw him over sheets, and you have the great run, and keep gets injured, and you had Gallardo, and so you had some young talent from pitching, but you always had those studs from the hitting perspective. Then you go to the late um, 08, 09, 2010, 11, 12, and it was always pitching that led the team down. Then you had the departures from the offensive side, and you and you had guys like, like Brady Clark, and Casey McGee, and Nigel Morgan, and you had... Um, Eric, uh, I can't remember, uh, the, the catcher. You had guys that were great role players that came up in big moments, but you had Prince, you had Braun, you had all these guys, and everyone loved those guys because they were contributions and you were getting miracle seasons out of, out of a position. Well, now you have a whole lineup of these kind of guys. You have a whole bunch of Brady Clarks. You have a whole bunch of Casey McGee's that you're trying to get miracle seasons out of seven or eight guys to go with a pitching staff that you're not even spending money on a pitching staff. That's what makes me upset. When you had Prince and those guys, you went out and signed Matt Garza and Kyle Loge after Prince left. You tried to see if you tried to spend like $18 million on these guys. You had mid-tier pitchers that were 500 pitchers or slightly above, and you were trying to use that as your, your, your plug-and-play for pitching with an offense. Now you have the pitching and you don't go out and spend anything on a third baseman, which Urias is a nice player, but he's not a stud, and he's a, he's a super utility guy who's always injured. You go out and you trade for Adamas, okay, you know, he had a great second half last year. Dude hits 200. If you haven't noticed every player in baseball hits like 15, 16 home runs, you're not doing anything special there. You have no, you have no one who can drive in a key hit. You have McCutcheon, who's finally hitting about 260, who's sitting at nine home runs. He's not the same dude that was four years ago, five years ago. So who fear? Who do you fear in this lineup? Yelich hasn't been the same since Dan Lee got called out, or since Houston got popped for um, tipping pitches, because that's what Yelich was doing. No one wants to say it, but that's what happened. Uh, there's no one in this lineup who's worth a damn. Sorry, guys, it's just not. 
you need to go out and get some proven hitters that can spray the ball around. Um, then you have your power hitters that come up. You know, everyone talks about on-base percentage plus slugging. Well, guess what? No one says batting average doesn't count. Batting average is part of the equation of getting on the on-base. Mm-hmm. Preach. So, I mean, so stop with the batting average is not analytics and it doesn't mean anything. Sorry. If you can get on base 30% of the time hitting, your, your, your on-base percentage is going to be around 380, 400. That's where it needs to be for mm-hmm. playing baseball. Totally agree. Up, guys. Have a good day. John, appreciate it, man. Yeah, John really brought it. I, I disagree with the tipping pitches thing for Yelich, but yeah, everything else, pretty spot on. I mean, he brought up a really good point. You just look at the last couple of World Series winners, and that's what we're talking about when we just talk about failures of, of you know, the Milwaukee Brewers and Anasio and David Stearns. It's not – failure is just, you know, now getting into the playoffs is not good enough. It's time to win it. Mm-hmm. And he, he brings up a good point. They don't – look, at the end of the day – you can look at the past World Series winners, and the Brewers pitching staff, you could argue, is just as good, if not better, than a lot of these previous Absolutely. World Series winners. But all these World Series winners they have in common, they at least have like an MVP contender or all-stars in that lineup. The Atlanta Braves, they still have Freddie Freeman, despite Acuna going down. Los Angeles Dodgers, they got Mookie Betts. Your Washington Nationals, they had Juan Soto, Trey Turner, Anthony Rendon, Rendon yep. while still having Max Scherzer and guys like that. Um, Chicago Cubs, we all know that. Kansas City Royals. Maybe not MVP contenders, but guys who are certainly all stars and some oh, of the best. I mean, in their Lorenzo Cain, Alcides Escobar, Hosmer; those guys were playing Salvador Perez incredibly well. Mustakas. So that's yeah. that's what we're talking about. Like, yes, this Brewers team will probably win the division or at least get in the wild card. So they they are good enough to you know obviously get in the playoffs. Are they good enough to win the World Series? That's what we're boiling this down to. And unfortunately, you look at this offense. I don't see anybody that's mm-hmm. up to those calibers of hitters that we've been talking about. Last thing before we take a break and get back with Dominic Catronio is he brought up another good point, too. They're not spending money on pitching right now. They're not spending a whole lot of money on Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. And guess what? When those guys hit free agency, they're either you're going to have to pay a hefty price, Christian Yelich-type money and above, to keep them, or you're going to let those guys walk. So you're not paying anything for pitching, and really outside of Yelich... You're not paying tons and tons to any specific guy hitting either. I don't blame Adonacio because I think he's poured money into this team, and I think at some point there's a cap to that if we're being honest. But, I mean, it is a little questionable at times that maybe you could go a little bit for broke in the seasons which you have pitching like you do. I'm, I don't know. We'll dive back into this at 5 o'clock in pick lane. But next, we'll talk with Dominic Catronio from Locked On Brewers in Valley Sports, Wisconsin. It's the Fan Afternoon Show with Toby Altizer and Sam Schmitz here on 1250 AM, The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 